Good morning, everybody. So nice to hear from all of you and know that you're with me this morning. So I wanted to share what I think was one of my uh, great weaknesses. I am a very impatient person. Now, like so many of our character traits, it's never just only good or only bad. On the good side, I think I've gotten a lot done and accomplished a lot of tasks because I'm impatient and I don't like to waste any time. Maybe on a grand scale, you could even say that being impatient to be a rabbi was important, right? If I had waited for everyone to be ready to accept me, maybe it would have never happened. So on this sense of like, you know, being impatient to kind of do the things we need to do in the world, that's not all bad. But I will also say, I know that my impatience makes me less nice. I know that it is a source of stress for me and it ends up becoming a source of stress I put on others. And more and more, I've just noticed the way that my impatience gets in the way of me being the person that I want to be. And it changes the way I experience time because I see everything I do in terms of efficiencies and maximizing every minute. And this approach to time is antithetical to a mindful approach to the world, which I've come to understand more and more is the way that I want to walk through the world. Now, I know I'm not alone. Apparently, all of us truly hate to wait for anything. 50% of Americans won't go back to an establishment ever again if it kept them waiting for something. There is even a movement not to waste a second. And I don't mean not, don't waste a minute. I mean, really, a second. There's a study recently done where it says that 25% of people will leave a website if it takes longer than four seconds to load. Four seconds. If it's a website to buy something and it takes longer than three seconds, then one in four people will leave the website. Amazon has calculated that a page load slowdown of just one second could cost the company $1.6 billion in sales each year. Okay, that's a one-second slowdown costing them $1.6 billion in sales. Okay, talk about the fact that time is money. Think about your approach to every second. If you operated uh, with this mindset, can you appreciate what it does to us as we approach our day, our work, even our supposed leisure time with friends? We have commodified our time to the second. Now, wasted time is wasted money. It's wasted ambition. It's wasted productivity, which in a capitalist society is the name of the game. Thinking about Amazon, I recently read an article in the Times, I'm sure many of you saw it, about the behemoth and... Uh, what we don't know about Amazon. I'm not going to do Amazon bashing, 
I will admit that I probably buy more on Amazon Prime every week than I do in any other place by 10 times. It is the ultimate inconvenience. But I was thinking about how I'm contributing to a society in which, uh, you know, when they're commodifying every second is $1.6 billion, um, how this contributes, all of us are contributing to an attitude that convenience is the ultimate um, the ultimate good and the commodification of our time is something that we are all buying into and paying the price for. Um, here, Amazon began as a humble online bookseller. That was its start. And now it has single-handedly decimated the bookstore industry. So as I was reading that article, and I've been thinking about this a lot, and I've become more familiar with the publishing industry. And I thought, you know what? I think there is such a value to bookstores um, and that something is truly lost in our society if we cannot wander into a physical shop and explore new books and thumb through them. So instead of being part of the problem, I wanted to be part of the solution. And I know that my husband and I, between us, we buy a lot of books every year, over 60 last year, all of them purchased on Amazon. So I said to my husband, let's buy our books on bookshop.org, which is a conglomerate of independent bookstores that you can pay for rather than Amazon. And uh, my husband was good enough to agree. And just last week, he tried to buy the few books he wanted to buy on bookshop.org. And he expressed to me that he was very frustrated because it took a really long time to order. And then he said, and by the way, one of the books I wanted wasn't even there. And then one of the books is not going to get here till Friday. And the other one is on permanent back order. Not to mention, it all costs more. This is why I use Amazon. <laughs> it's hard to argue with that. But I did because I wanted to think about why this matters. So I thought, okay, the couple extra dollars for each book, that is actually helping keep bookstores open, paying fair wages. So for a cup of coffee, we can we can pay a little extra for the book. I knew that that was not what was really bothering us. And I said, doesn't matter that all three books couldn't come tomorrow because you can't read all three books in a, in a week. But it's that instant gratification we all want. And it's actually a mindfulness practice to say, I don't need this to be here right now. I can wait. I can practice patience because there is actually a price to impatience and convenience over everything. And we as a society are paying for it. For me personally, I noticed that I am particularly impatient in transitional moments. I think actually once I get somewhere, like a lunch or a yoga class, I can be present. I'm just with whatever it is in front of me. But it's in the in-between moments of getting someplace that I feel like I have to maximize every minute. So I will use every minute before I leave. I give myself exactly the amount of time I need to get there. And then I stretch out my time as long as I can so that I only leave myself just enough time to get to the next thing. But since I don't give myself any wiggle room and I am notoriously optimistic about how long things will take, like traffic or any slight delay or obstacle in my path becomes a stressor, an annoyance to be resented. So if the Uber is gonna take three extra minutes, I'm furious and I'm checking Lyft in my other apps. If traffic is horrendous, 
I'll jump out and take a city bike in my dress. If I run into someone I know on the street while I'm walking to work or to a meeting, I want to talk to them, but now they are the impediment to me being on time. So I told my husband, I'm now going to leave 10 minutes early for everything. Okay, I'll be honest. Maybe it's not 10 minutes, but at least five minutes more for everything. And it's amazing, as I've done this now for a week, what just five extra minutes will do. I was walking yesterday to my workout. And usually I'm kind of half jogging to my workout because I haven't left quite enough time to get there on time. And I justify that it's okay because I'm beginning my workout by jogging to my workout. But yesterday, I gave myself five extra minutes and I walked leisurely. And you know what? I noticed the most beautiful tulips on Park Avenue. I even stopped in the median to appreciate them for, I don't know, more than a second. I walk by Park Avenue almost every day for things. I never even noticed them before. Stop and smell the flowers, they say. That's an expression for a reason. It actually is something we need to be reminded to do. So I'm practicing a little more patience, a little more slowing down, not counting every second trying to change my relationship a little bit with time. It is constant work for me. How about you? So I invite you to um, close your eyes, to recognize that this time where you're not actually, quote, being productive, and it's many minutes, is actually a mindfulness practice that is so countercultural to everything and all the forces that are out there, that you are actually um, taking control. I don't even know if it's control, maybe giving into the control of time over your life. Thank you, God, for the gift of this day. And today we're going to count the Omer together. Blessed are you, eternal, our God, who've commanded us to count the Omer. Today is the 10th day of the Omer. Now, take a deep breath in. Expel what you need. And if you want a mantra, I might suggest sablanut, which is the Hebrew word for patience. That's a Hebrew word that if you've ever been to Israel, you've probably heard before, although Israelis offer it in the most impatient manner, usually as a command when they're trying to get you to just be less impatient. They're usually saying sablanut, sablanut, patience. Anyway, we're going to say it, sablanut, patience like a prayer. So take a few moments. Don't mind the time. Don't mind the time.
All right. Slow down. You move too fast. Gotta make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. I hope you have a blessed, groovy, slowed down, mindful day.